0: Welcome to the Crafting and Coffee podcast with Amy Latta Creations. Let's get inspired. Hi friends and welcome to season 2, episode 8. If you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. I am your hostess, Amy Latta, and you can find me at amylattacreations.com. I have a website where I share all kinds of crafty DIY goodies, hand lettering tutorials, and I also have three hand lettering books out on the market. The first is called Hand Lettering for Relaxation, which released in July of 2017. I also have a hand lettering workbook for kids, which released in October of last year, 2018. And I have a brand new book that I'm so excited about called Hand Lettering for Laughter, which is sort of a sequel to the first, but it can stand on its own. It's designed to teach you a little bit more complex uh, design information, um, how to lay out your design visually, as well as some new fonts and embellishments and techniques, all while lettering 40 really funny, relatable quotes. So if you are new to the hand lettering world, or even if you've been doing it for a long time and you're looking for some inspiration, I would love for you to check out my site, check out those books, and um, we'll get started on it together. In the meantime, today I want to talk about one of the questions that I get asked more often than any other question about hand lettering, and that comes down to the debate of should I letter with pen and paper, or is it better to letter digitally? My answer, after thinking about that question, is yes. Um, I know that sounds a little bit noncommittal, but the reality is I personally do both, and I think that there is a time and a place for each one. Personally, I use digital hand lettering when I'm creating content that I'm going to share socially and on digital media. So when I do my lettered Instagram posts, it is way easier for me to create those digitally and then just send them right to Instagram than it would be to do it with pen and paper, try to get a good photo with great lighting, edit that photo, upload it. The process just takes a whole lot longer. I also use digital hand lettering if I'm creating something like a logo for a local company. Um, And we'll talk about that a little bit more later on. But if I'm just lettering to relax or if I'm doing my Bible journaling, you're definitely going to find me pulling out my Tombow markers instead. So today, we're going to talk about the advantages and the disadvantages of each method, pen and paper and digital as well as the necessary supplies for each one. As we talk through it, you may think about things that I didn't, and I would love for you to share those with me. Um, I have a Facebook group called Amy Latta and Friends that you can request to join if you haven't already, where you can ask all your questions and share all your insights about lettering, crafting, and life in general. Um, So the first thing that we're going to do is talk about pen and paper lettering and what to use if you want to do that. And technically here you can use any markers, pencils, pens, or paper that you happen to have on hand. There's nothing saying that you can't letter with Crayola markers. In fact, you can make absolutely beautiful things with them. You can letter with Sharpies, you can letter with a pencil or a ballpoint pen if that is what you have on hand. Um, I've definitely been in places where I was at a meeting or in a class taking notes. All I had was a regular pen and I would hand letter in the margins of my notes and make doodles. You can totally do that. Now, personally, I prefer if I'm going to be practicing, I like a medium weight sketch paper. And I know that I've told you all before that I'm the weirdo who stands in the store and who has to feel all the paper before I buy something because I want it to be as smooth as possible. I also, if I'm doing a finished product, I want Bristol board, which is like a really smooth heavy cardstock, or hot press watercolor paper. Those tend to look the best, hold up the best uh, for things that you want to display and frame. As you continue to practice, you may find yourself wanting to trade in your regular pens and markers for some really high quality writing supplies. My personal favorites, I know that I've mentioned these a million times before, are the Tombow Fudenosuke and the Fudenosuke colors, as well as the Tombow Mono Drawing Pens, but... You know, today our focus isn't as much on the supplies as it is on the advantages and disadvantages of this pen and paper lettering. So for a full list of my favorite lettering supplies, you can just head on to Amazon. I have a store page where I recommend all my favorite things. It's just Amazon.com backslash store backslash Amy Creations, and you can see all my favorites. So it's Amazon.com backslash store Backslash Amy Letter Creation. So, if you have any questions about what I use, my erasers, you know, all of it, everything is there. Um, but let's go ahead and talk about some of the advantages of actually lettering by hand with pen and paper. First of all, you're creating a physical project with your hands, and what could be more awesome than that? I mean, in this digital world, that's why hand lettering has made such a comeback. There's such a resurgence of it because we don't want to lose that art of doing something physical with our hands and making something beautiful. Another advantage is that you can easily take this hobby on the go. It's very portable. You can take a little sketchbook and a few pens just about anywhere. I have hand lettered on placemats. I have hand lettered on Starbucks cups. I have hand lettered on napkins. You can do this anywhere with anything. Those supplies are also quite affordable. All you need, like I said, is paper and whatever markers or pens or pencils you have on hand. Uh, Even if you do invest in some of the higher quality markers, it's really not like a multiple hundreds of dollars kind of investment compared to a lot of the hobbies out there. I mean, think about the expense of a set of golf clubs and you know all the fees that come with that or think about you know the fees that you play uh, that you pay for kids to play sports or to take karate lessons and that kind of thing you know in comparison to a lot of hobbies this is actually a very inexpensive one to take up Another advantage is that when you're finished lettering with pen and paper, you have a tangible finished product that you can either frame, you can display, you can save in a sketchbook, or you can give away. You know, when I lead workshops, we always finish up by either creating something on Bristol board that people pop into a frame that they brought, or we letter on an eight by 10 canvas and they can take it home and hang it up. So there's something about sitting down to do something and finishing with a project in hand. That's very satisfying. There are a few disadvantages to lettering with pen and paper. And I think for me personally, the biggest one is the mistake factor. If you make a mistake, which we all do, you often have to start all over. If you're lucky, you might still be in the pencil stage where you're just kind of sketching things out and you can erase and go back and change and fix it. But if you've completed a finished design, you've gone over it with your markers, you can't erase marker. And a lot of times there's no really good way to fix something once you've committed to it. Now, I will say, I all of my books, the illustrations, the cover, the step-by-steps, the designs, everything in there is drawn by hand. So I absolutely can attest to how frustrating it can be to finish a design and see that something is off-centered, or maybe you spelled something wrong, you left out a letter, or something isn't the color that you hoped it would be, or you didn't match your colors properly. It can be so frustrating because there's literally nothing you can do except start all over again. So that I think to me just from the vantage point of someone who's had to do that over and over again for some of the illustrations in the books that is my personal biggest disadvantage for pen and paper lettering. Another disadvantage can be um, if you're someone who's planning things out which I always encourage people to do is not just jump right into lettering a final design you want to kind of sketch a thumbnail grid or design grid on your paper with you know lines and shapes to guide you, where to put your letters and embellishments, you have to create those first. And it's not the most enjoyable part of the process for me. I hate having to sit there with the ruler and the pencil and make sure that my lines are straight and create those shapes that I want it's just a pain for me. I want to letter. I want to do the fun artsy part. I don't want to do the behind the scenes. It almost feels like geometry to me, you know, where I'm using rulers and I'm measuring and I'm centering. Yuck. I hate that part. (laughs) So for me, one of the disadvantages with pen and paper is that you have to take the time and be careful and sketch those grids in place first. You can also do some tracing, like if you have some grids You can trace, you can use a light box and trace that depending on the weight of your paper. Um, But still, it's kind of an extra step that you have to do before you can begin your creation. Finally, you're also limited to the physical capabilities of your supplies, of what pens do on paper. And you'll see what I mean um, when we start talking about digital and some of the extra things that you can do. Um, There's nothing wrong with what pen and paper are capable of producing, but you're limited to their actual properties. There are things that, you know, you're just physically not able to do on paper that digital tools can allow you to do. So those are a few of the advantages and disadvantages, in my opinion, of lettering with pen and paper. Um, Overall, though, I'm a huge fan I do it all the time. Like I said, it's how I do my Bible journaling because I like to journal right there on the page. Um, So depending on your project, that might definitely be the way to go. Now let's talk for a second about digital hand lettering because I get tons and tons of questions on this topic, particularly the what to use. What are the supplies that I need for digital hand lettering? And my answer for that in general is that you need an iPad Pro with an Apple Pencil, and the app procreate so that's an ipad pro apple pencil and the app procreate procreate is a super cool program it um All the lettering artists that I know who letter digitally use it, it's our favorite. We've got all kinds of nifty tools in there. And, you know, there's so many places we could go with that. And I'm planning on um, some posts in the future that break down some of the things that you can do with this program because they keep updating it and adding new capabilities, um, new just options that you have and things that you can use when you're creating your art. Super cool. Um, But Procreate itself is not a really expensive app, which is great because the other two things can be pricey. Um, And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. But honestly, guys, I wish that I could tell you there were more options because I know that this is an expensive package. I was reluctant to purchase these things myself. Um, But based on my own experiences, as well as what I've heard from other artists in the lettering community, if you are serious about digital lettering, this is the combination that you need. There's no shortcuts. At one point, before I invested in the iPad Pro myself, I had, well, I still have a Microsoft Surface. It's what I use for blogging. It's kind of my go-to computer, tablet, laptop. And so I tried lettering on it. Technically, it's doable, and I was really proud of myself for figuring it out. But guys, it is nothing like what you can do on the iPad. It's just not even comparable. Um, You can't get Procreate on it. You just don't have the same options. Um, So even though, yes, it's technically possible, if you're serious about doing this, if you want to make it a business or just a very serious hobby, it is worth the investment to go pro. I'm often asked if you can use another type of iPad besides the iPad Pro. And originally, the answer to that question was no, because the key component in this partnership is the Apple Pencil itself. It's not about the iPad. It's about the Apple Pencil. The Pencil is responsive to pressure, and that's the key. That's what makes it uniquely qualified to work in the same way that our brush pens do. The Pencil was originally only compatible with the iPad Pro models, but the newest models of some of the other versions of the iPad are now compatible with the original Apple Pencil. Now, keep in mind, there is now a second generation Apple Pencil. We'll talk about that shortly If you have that, all bets are off. (laughs) You're stuck with a Pro. But if you have that first original Apple Pencil, which I believe now has come down to like $89 because the second gen is out. If you have that first original Apple Pencil, the good news is that to the best of my knowledge, you can use that with more than just the iPad Pro now. It is also compatible with the regular sixth generation iPad, the third generation iPad Air, and the fifth generation iPad mini. And theoretically, I believe that anything newer that comes out is going to be compatible with that as well. Unfortunately, the second generation Apple Pencil is only compatible with the newest versions of the 11 inch and 12.9 inch iPad Pro, which guys, let me tell you how I feel about that because I have a 12.9 inch But it's not the newest one. So I can't even use this brand new Apple Pencil. I would have to buy a totally new tablet in order to be able to use it. It's frustrating. It's unfortunately what Apple does because they can. Um, They know that we're dependent on their products and the compatibility. So they can do it and they do. And they make tons of money doing it. Um, Good, bad, or ugly, that's kind of where we are. Uh, So if you have that brand new Pencil you can't even use it with the smallest of the iPad Pros, the 10 or 10.5 inch. Um, You can only use it with the brand new 11 or 12.9 inch iPad Pro. So in short, that's kind of the long answer uh, is that you need iPad Pro with Apple Pencil and the Procreate app. Now let's talk about some of the advantages of this digital lettering. First and foremost, kind of piggybacking on that disadvantage that we talked about with pen and paper is when we make a mistake. If you're lettering in Procreate and you make a mistake, the first thing you can do is hit the undo arrow and it goes away. There's also an eraser tool that allows you to erase anything or everything and you can create in multiple layers. So that allows you to erase or change or move something in your design without affecting the rest of it. So think about that for a second. Imagine, you know, in your pen and paper drawing that somehow you were able to move or rotate part of it without changing the rest of it. It's amazing. You can go into a layer, select a certain letter, you can select a certain portion of text, a certain illustration, you can stretch it, you can shrink it, you can turn it, you can flip it. Um, You can also, like sometimes if I want something to be the same on one side as the other, you can use, there's a symmetry feature that allows you to kind of draw in two places at the same time, which is very cool. Or if you draw something and you like it, you can select it, duplicate it, and then flip it, and you've created something symmetrical for the other side. So the multiple layers is by far, I think, one of the biggest advantages because you're able to go back in and make edits, make changes. Um, You can do things to one part of your design without changing the rest of it. There are also a lot of simple tools that allow you to do things that are a lot more tedious to do by hand. So for example, I can choose a layer and select it. So let's say that I wrote a word and I want a shadow on it. I just circle that word, hit my arrow button, and I duplicate it. I fill in, I just drag the gray to that Copy of my word, it automatically fills it in gray, which makes it the perfect drop shadow. I tuck that layer under the first one, position it, and I've got my shadow there. And it's so much quicker and easier than actually physically going in and figuring out okay, where does the shadow fall, trying to keep an even thickness everywhere. It's amazing, and you can also adjust how opaque the shadow is. You can choose, is it dark gray, or does it look kind of fuzzy? Does it actually look shadowy? Super cool. Um, You can't obviously change opacity by hand when you're using a gray marker. You just get whatever that gray marker is. So tools like that allow us to do some of our techniques in ways that we couldn't do them with markers, Also, we talked about how when you're sketching with pencil and paper, you've got to do all that tedious sketching of your shapes and your straight lines and things like that. In Procreate, it is so easy to import things that you want to use as guidelines, whether it's just a series of straight lines that looks like notebook paper or an actual thumbnail grid. I know when I first started out with the grids, um, Stefan Koons has on his website, a ton of really cool design grids that he made available that you can purchase and download and import into procreate. All you do is just insert one of those as a layer and you can see and work with that grid so you have those guidelines then when you're done just delete that layer or uncheck the box and it disappears. Layers and masks also give you the ability to do things that aren't physically possible with pen and paper. So for example Um, a few, I guess it's been a month ago now, I did some printables for Easter and also did the Easter graphics for my church. And for the word Easter, we wanted it to be multicolor and to have a little bit of texture and some blending. Now, I know that you can blend with actual watercolor pens, you know, with the Tombow markers, we do all the blending effects and things. But what you can do in Procreate is you can create a layer where you use like say the spray paint tool and you just make this multicolored layer where the colors are all running together and you can do you know whatever texture or thing you want on top of it then you're going to place a white layer over top of your colored one then instead of lettering normally you're going to choose the eraser tool set it to whatever brush pen or whatever style pen you want it to be and use the eraser to do your lettering. And what happens is it erases the white layer. And now it looks like you've lettered in this gorgeous, amazing, blended, multicolored Pattern or way. So if you hop over to the blog, you'll see what that looks like. I have a post up. um, It's all about this, what we're talking about today pen and paper versus digital. And you'll see that example, that beautiful Easter where I was able to just flow from one color to another to another in ways that would be very difficult to do with markers. You can also set your base layer as a photo. You can set your base layer as like glitter or something like that and then do your white layer and erase on top so it looks like you've lettered in glitter or your lettering is parts of a photo or parts of a pattern or whatever you want it to be. Another advantage of lettering digitally is that there are so many brushes available. And the brush, um, by that I mean you select what kind of tool your Apple Pencil is simulating. So there's lots and lots of choices. You can create tons of different effects, everything from like a monoline marker to a brush marker to spray paint, watercolor, pencil, much more. For each of these brushes, you can also increase and decrease the size a good bit. And you can change how opaque it is. So it gives you a huge range of choices. Each brush can look like 100 different markers based on the setting combination that you use. You can also create your own custom brushes that are designed to perform exactly the way that you want them to. I have a tutorial on my blog that shows how I created a brush calligraphy brush that's the one that I use pretty much all the time. It's designed to mimic my favorite pen. I was able to choose the contrast, um, how much it responded to pressure, the size everything about it. So you know you can follow that tutorial and create that same brush that I have as well as you can play around with the settings until you create something that you love. Another advantage to digital lettering is that it's even more portable than pen and paper. All you need is your iPad and your Apple Pencil You can letter literally anywhere. I have lettered at airports, on airplanes. I've lettered on the beach. I've lettered in China. I have lettered everywhere um, because it's so easy to take with you. You have lots of options also for what to do with your designs once they're created. You can easily create a printable that allows you just to print out your lettering and frame it. You can share your image digitally on social media. You can have your image printed. Um, The digital file can work just like a photo. So anything that you could do with photo printing, so think like Shutterfly and those types of sites, you can have your design printed on pillows, t-shirts, coffee mugs. You can have them made into a giant banner. Um, you can There's a way, because of the layering, that you can remove the background to make it a transparent background PNG, which means that you can very easily place that file on anything, and there's not like a white background behind it. It's just whatever you've lettered and created. The nice thing is that Digital designs can be reproduced much larger than your actual original work. I mean, you're creating it here on a ten and a half, eleven, 11, or 12.9-inch screen, but it can be in high quality, blown up very, very large to put on a big sign, those kinds of things. Um, This is very useful for things like when someone asks you to design a logo for them. There's a local real estate company, Brooko and Real Estate, that asked me to design their logo a few years back. And so they've used that file for everything from t-shirts for their agents, to their letterhead, to their website, to an enormous sign that they had printed out that hangs outside of their building. They've also put it on, you know, how you get lawn signs when you're selling your home. Um, You know, my logo is on these actual for sale signs in people's yards, which is very cool for me to drive by and see. But um, all that to say, these digital files can be turned into just about anything that you can imagine. I'm sure that there are some other advantages that I'm overlooking, but for now, we're going to go ahead and talk quickly about a few of the disadvantages, because there are some. One disadvantage to digital lettering is the investment. The initial investment in the iPad Pro or the new iPad, whichever you decide to get, um, is it's a significant one. The pencil itself is like $89 for the original or over 100 I believe, for the second generation. Um, together, they can cost over $1,000 depending on the size of the iPad and the amount of memory that you get. Um, all the different features that you choose. You also have to invest in a screen protector in a case, which are, you know, negligible. But still, when you put all that together, it's a pretty hefty investment. And it's, it can be a difficult one to make. That's why I think a lot of folks, you know, they save this and that's their Christmas present or their birthday present or Like me, I decided to make it a business investment because honestly, it's crucial to my business and what I do. So I decided that it was going to be a major business expense and it was worth it. However, I know that the average person who doesn't do this for a living, that's a hefty chunk of change, and it it hurts to part with that. Um, So that certainly disadvantages the expense of the supplies themselves. The good news is, once you have them, there's no additional expense. There's no, I have to buy more markers or things like that. Once you have them, then they just continue to work. Another disadvantage is that once your art is complete, you don't immediately have a physical product. We talked about uh, when we were chatting about pen and paper how satisfying it is to sit down, create something, and walk away with it. You don't get that as much with the digital lettering because your product is digital. You have to export the file, figure out what format you want it in, and then you have to do whatever is necessary to turn it into what it's going to become. Now, Again, you can do anything with it. You can turn it into a stencil if you want to. You can cut it out of heat transfer vinyl. You can uh, use it in whatever way. But there's that extra step of doing or sending it away to a company to be done so that it can turn into a physical finished product. The other disadvantage, which actually affects me more than I care to admit, is that you are dependent on technology. You're dependent on that iPad and the pencil being charged and functioning properly in order for you to be able to create. So my particular iPad, I think because it is older, uh, does not hold a charge as long as I think it should. And so, more often than not, I think that I have some battery left and I go to do my lettering Instagram for the day or something and I'll open it up and the iPad is completely dead, which is frustrating. And then it takes it a long time because I'm, I don't know if it's because of the size of it or what it is, but for whatever reason, it takes it a good, sweet long time to charge back up. So, I am not a patient person by nature, and I find this incredibly annoying sometimes. (laughs) Now, when you're creating with pen and paper, as long as you have a pen and paper, nothing is going to stop you. But with the iPad, if it's dead, you got to wait. So for me, that can be a disadvantage sometimes is that it's not always readily available if I haven't done my part to keep it charged and functioning. Also, we know that sometimes there's just tech glitches. One time I had not done an update that I should have done, again, falls on me, but I had not updated the Procreate app, and it started functioning poorly, and I was not getting the results that I wanted, or there have been times where I tried to export a file, and the Wi-Fi was down, or whatever the case might be. So it just um, bear in mind that you are dependent on making sure that your products are functioning and charged and... If you do that, you'll be in good shape. If you're lazy like me, you may find yourself frustrated sometimes. So we've talked a little bit about pros and cons for pen and paper as well as for digital lettering. So what's the answer? As I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, when it comes to a which is better type of question... I really don't think that there's an overarching answer. I think that the answer really depends on each particular, particular situation that you find yourself in. Where are you? What supplies do you have readily available? What are you creating? Do you need special effects? What about the ability to erase quickly and completely? Do you need to be able to use the design repeatedly or in a variety of formats? I definitely think there are times and places where each option can be the right one, and at the end of the day, whichever you choose, you're expressing your creativity and you're making something fabulous, so I really honestly don't think that there's a wrong answer here. Um, Now, if you're hoping to convince Hubby or someone else that you need that iPad Pro, I will stand behind you because I will tell you that lettering digitally is fun, it's easy, and Of the two, I often find myself more satisfied with my digital results because you can clean them up in ways that you can't always do with physical pen and marker. So that being said, I completely stand behind you and I will support the fact that you need that in your life. Um, (laughs) However, if it's not feasible right now and, you know, the expense is too much or you just prefer creating with pen and paper, there is nothing wrong with that. I definitely have room for both ways of creating in my life. And I like to switch back and forth depending on what that creation might be. Um, So if you find yourself really interested in hand lettering and you want more information, you want tutorials, practice pages, projects, I would love for you to stop by amylattacreations.com. If you head to the top of the website, you will see a tab that says projects. And if you click on that, the little drop-down menu will give you the option for hand lettering tutorials, hand lettering projects, hand lettering practice pages. And you can click on any of those things to get more information. Uh, I would also love it if you would check out my books. Like I said, the first one is called Hand Lettering for Relaxation. The second one is called Hand Lettering for Laughter. And both of them are a workbook format. You have 40 to uh, more than 40 in the first book chapters where each one gives you a design that you're going to create at the end of the chapter. Then it walks you through a particular technique, skill, embellishment, something like that. And then it gives you a little practice space and a blank bordered page where you get to recreate the design that was at the beginning of the chapter. At the end of the book you're going to have 40 or more of these designs that you've created. You can frame them, you can photograph them and do whatever you want, share them, Um, you can recreate those designs in your sketchbook or on your iPad, And there's just lots of fun, uh, lots of good information in there. I worked really, really hard on the books um, to put that information in your hands and just hopefully answer all your questions about hand lettering and help you as you're going on your own creative journey. So please check those out. They're available on Amazon, at Barnes & Noble. You can find um, at least some of them at Hobby Lobby, at Joanne Fabrics. You can find them at Anthropology, Paper Source. Uh, They carry at least the first book. And if you have kiddos in your life who are interested in this hobby, you can also check out my book, Express Yourself, which is the workbook for kids. And that gives you and the littles in your life something fun that you can do together um, that will take you some time to practice and just give you a chance to connect while you're creating. So um, once again, I thank you for listening. Um, Thank you for tuning in today. And be sure to check out some of the previous episodes and to follow along in that Facebook group, Amy Latta and Friends, where you can ask your questions. You can make suggestions for future podcast and blog post topics and just share your latest projects so that we can all inspire and be inspired together. Thanks for listening to the Crafting and Coffee Podcast with Amy Latta Creations. For more inspiration, check out amylattacreations.com.